You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Here we go. Welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again at Mariners Pod on Twitter. At Gary Hill Jr., if you want to follow me, Mariners, a big, big, big win last night over the Houston Astros. And what ended up being really a perfect day for the Mariners, just in terms of how things unfolded. The Mariners, of course, winning, which is the biggest key of them all. Detroit going down in the ball game yesterday to Cleveland in game one of their series. Baltimore was idle. They didn't play. And Toronto lost as well. Everything worked for the Mariners. M's now 83-73 and 73 on the season, tied with the Detroit Tigers. Mariners two games back of Baltimore for the second wild card. Toronto's got the first wild card. They're a game up on Baltimore. Toronto 86-70, and 70, Baltimore 85-71, and 71, Detroit and the Mariners 83-73, and 73, and also the Mariners have pushed Houston back even further. Houston now a game and a half behind the Mariners at this point. So that was a crushing loss for the Astros, especially how it unfolded. We're going to look at the matchups coming up tonight in a moment, but let's talk about that game last night because, boy, that was something. High drama. It had everything, everything in that ball game. Mariners jumped out, got an early lead thanks to Nelson Cruz. Not a long ball this time, but he did drive in a run. And the pitch swung on ground ball towards short. Cut off by the third baseman Gonzalez. A run will score. The throw to first. It's in time to get Cruz. And on the play, Smith taken off on contact will score. Robbie Cano will go from second to third. And the Mariners have taken a one to nothing lead. So good start right there. A run on the board. They would tack on another in the third. Robinson Cano, he just continues to demolish the Astros. Here's the next pitch. Swung on, driven deep to right center field. Going back is Springer, and it is out of here. Home run, Robinson Cano is 34th, RBI number 93, and the Mariners have a 2-0 lead here in Houston. Third career home run off of Colin McHugh, and that baby was blasted into the bullpen out there. 2-0 lead, and Iwakuma was cruising. Wind up and the 1-2 pitch, and a swing and a miss at a breaking ball for strike three. Iwakuma strikes out Carlos Correa, his fourth strikeout of the ball game, and that is eight in a row retired by Isashi Iwakuma. That's it for the Astros here in the bottom of the fourth. Solid outing. Gave up one run in six innings on four hits, a couple of walks, and five strikeouts. Mariners needed that start. And they got it. A 2-1 to lead. The bullpen would take over. Scribner, who just continues to hang zeros every time he enters a ball game. One inning, no hits, no runs. C-Shack came on for the eighth. He pitched an inning, no hits, no runs. 
The Mariners would tack on a run in the top of the ninth inning. They got some help from the Astros in the ninth. Ended up being a giant, giant run. One-two pitch. Bunt attempt, and it's back toward the mound, and it's barehanded by Hoyt. He's got it. Wide throw to first. Over the head of Hoyt and down the right field line. Marte running third, being waved in. Up with the ball is Springer. The throw to the plate. Marte slides. He's safe. The ball gets on by the catcher. Castro, he can't hang on. Holy smokes, the Mariners steal a run here in the top of the ninth inning and take a 3-1 to one lead. Defense was massive in this ballgame. There was that play that gave the Mariners run a run in the top of the ninth inning. And then there was a play the Mariners made defensively that took a run away from the Astros. That happened in the sixth. Kuma deals, pitch swung on, drilled the left field on one hop to Nori. Nori up at the throw. They're going to wave him. Here's the throw to the plate. They're going to chance. Zanino's got him, and he's a dead man at the plate. Nori throws out Gonzalez by about three feet. Didn't even slide. That's how good the throw was. Boy, did they need that. They keep this a 2-1 Mariner lead. Great throw by Nori Aoki on one hop. Zanino was waiting for him. So there it is. Defense, huge in this ball game. Mariners got some bad luck along the way as well as they worked through what ended up being uh, no runs in the eighth inning, although easily could have been. The stretch and the one-two pitch swung on. Ground ball, and it hits the umpire. A line drive that hit the umpire, the second-base umpire. Jimmy Wolf could not get out of the way, and it's a dead ball. Over to third goes Nelson Cruz, but he's going to be sent back to second base, and Wolf gets hit by the line drive, and that costs the Mariners a run. Costs them a run, but the Mariners do take a two-run lead, 3-1 to into the ninth inning. You always feel good about Edwin Diaz in the ninth inning, but the Astros able to get to Edwin Diaz in the ninth inning. The Astros... String hits together, something that hasn't happened very often against Diaz this year, certainly. Springer would single, Gonzalez would single, Altuve into a fielder's choice, and he beat it out at first base, which ended up being huge because he would steal second and Correa would knock him in. And they were still threatening at that point. Diaz, though, and give him credit for this, he strikes out White with runners on the corners, which was enormous. The winning run at third base with one out. And Diaz gets a huge strikeout. And you look back, and that's one of the key moments in the ballgame. I mean, a fly ball wins it at that point. And then Kemp fouls out in foul territory. So really credit Diaz after giving up a couple of runs to still stand strong, not give up another, and at least usher this ballgame into extra innings. That's where he went. Tenth inning, zeros on the board. And then in the 11th, Gamble would fan, Heredia would fan, And that would be something we saw a lot. A ton of strikeouts, especially against the bullpen for the Mariners. But then Robinson Cano with two outs. He'd already gone deep once in the ballgame, and he would do it again. The 1-2 pitch. Swing and a high fly ball deep to right field. Down the line. Stay fair. This one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Holy smokes, he did it. He picked out a pitch he could drive, and he kept it fair down the right field line. Second home run of the night for Robinson Cano. His 35th home run of the season, and the Mariners have the lead 
four to three here in the top of any number 11. Tonight is Robbie's night. Yep. And he has dominated the Astros this year. Eight homers, 22 RBIs against Houston this year. Most RBIs in one season against the Astros. Willie Stargell with the Pirates had 28 in 1966. Daryl Strawberry had 27 in 1991. Dale Murphy had 24 in 1984. And Robinson Cano has 22 this year. Aramis Ramirez with 22 as well in 2003. And Cano still a couple of games to climb that ladder even further. But that is the kind of season he is having right now against the Houston Astros. Uh, just unbelievable. So clutch to get that home run, which ends up being the game winner for the Mariners. Vincent comes on. He closes the deal down, and the Mariners get an enormous win over the Astros in game one of this series. Here's what Robbie said in the clubhouse after the ball game. I mean, it's fun. I always say this. Solo win is the one that can enjoy and have fun. And, uh, I mean, game like this, that I'm not going to lie. You can see it on the board. It's so obvious that, you know, both, both of the team lost, and then we went to deny and, you know, hope you're going to win the game, but they tie the game, and we were able to come back and win the game. Was it, how tough was that night to bounce back? Man, that was, that was really tough, because they got men, 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 men on base, and, uh, I mean, we know, I was telling one of the guys, I remember who he was, you know, that Houston is a team that you got to score that wrong, because any, any one of them can make damage any time in the game. Homer, the last well, I was looking for a pitch. I mean, he's one of, one of, one of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, you just want to, you know, you just want to go out there and be able to uh, make contact and get on base for Nelly and Seager. They're coming behind. Huh? But you want to just want to, you know, myself, get on base and then, you know, we're hoping to score, score run right there because last thing you want is just get, use, all, use all your pitchers today and then but the guy was ready to get the pitch and be able to hit it out. Two down with six to go. Well, you we just got to keep fighting. I mean, this is the time where uh, you, have, you have to give everything you got, even the pitchers, uh, position players, anyone. After this, can go home and rest. So you don't want to rest. So you got to give everything you got. What's it like during the game, before the game, knowing that it's just six games left and every game is? Well, for me, as soon as I, I cross the line, I just know that, I'm, you know, even, even if you win out on the right, I want to win every game. So I just got there. I mean, I hate losing. I'm not gonna lie. So I mean, but I don't have it in my mind that we got five games, one and win all. I mean, we just gotta go game by game and play one game at a time. Probably 35 home runs. It's a career high. It's doubles what you had the first two years with Seattle. What does it mean, the number? Well, I mean, it's been a lot. I mean, because you know, I got a surgery and then I didn't get no rest. So. Get that surgery like a week later, and then have to do exercise the next day, and then you have to do exercise every single day. So get that stronger, and having in your mind how you gonna do the next year, or how you gonna feel, and then, you know. But um, thank God that I, I was able to um, stay in Philly for like six weeks, work work with our, um, with their trainer and. Be able to get that strong and be able to go through the season and be able to um, use my hip again. Cano now a career-high 35 home runs on the season. He's closing in on 100 ribbies. He's got 94 right now. Closing in again on a 300 batting average. He's pushed it back up to 298 
over 30 doubles. He scores run number 100 of the season last night as well on a base percentage of 350, just having a marvelous season all the way around, and that was a huge, huge ball game. And he's really gotten things going too. I mean, you look at this road trip so far, nine hits in four games on this road trip. I had the four-hit game against Minnesota, two after that, three in the ball game last night. So he is he's really got it rolling right now at the optimal time for the Mariners as they get the win. What about Scott Service? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, huge, huge game by Mr. Cano tonight. Uh, can't say enough. He's got his time and rhythm back, and, you know, he's swinging good pitches, and you know, the swing has come back, and, you know, we certainly have needed it. Um, yeah, great ball game, you know, by him tonight. And, and Kuma, outstanding outing. Uh, our bullpen's really good. You know, it's uh, – I didn't think it would be – it's not very easy to put that many hits together against Eddie Diaz. I mean, he has been really, really good. They did it. You know, I give them credit. They, in the middle of their lineup is very, very tough. And, uh, you know, but to, to Diaz's credit, he hung in there. And I think that's a little bit of the, the starter in him, you know, as, as coming up as a young player. Sometimes relievers, when it goes awry like that, can lose perspective on things. And he kept him right there gave us a chance. So even though it wasn't his night, you know, he, he kept us in the game. And then, uh, you know, the big home run late. You had to go through that part of the lineup again after that. Nick Benson said some big innings for you in the months. Nick's been, been really, really good. Um, our whole bullpen has, you know, but, uh, you know, we when we went through Eddie, you know, we were kind of holding Nick back. If we had a chance to, to, to close it out, we wanted to get him in there, felt good about him. He's been throwing the ball really well. i got a lot of confidence right now. Just a comeback, though. I mean, that's, that's got to be a gut kick. I mean, you give up the two in the ninth with your top guy, but find a way. It's the 2016 Mariners. I mean, <laughs> would anything else surprise you? We've had a lot of those. I mean, but uh, I think, you know, we did it in the Toronto game. You know, we give a big home run late. We hung in there. Find a way. Uh, same thing tonight. I think this the team believes in, it, in itself, and uh, we've got a lot of confidence as far as that goes. But... You know, we, we should have had uh, maybe scored a few more runs tonight. We didn't didn't swing the bat very good with guys in scoring position. Uh, a lot of strikeouts. Uh, we got we got to tighten that up going forward. So the, the one the one hit you got with the runner in scoring position hits the umpire. What did what did he say? You know, it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, you see it happen maybe once a year. Uh, unfortunately, in a big spot in a big game, you know, it happened to. Uh, a guy who's, you know, a workaholic and very good shape and everything else, and it just, you know, he didn't get out of the way. Very unfortunate. I wasn't real happy, but it's it's a rule. What are you going to do? You know, Cruz goes back to second, so he gets the hit, and we got to continue the inning. So, um, you know, just a cra- another typical crazy thing to happen to our season. Top of the ninth inning, Gamble gets a bunt down two strikes. It turned out to be a huge play uh, for you guys. Yeah, that was a little uh, miscommunication, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, <laughs> you weren't supposed to bunt, uh, but it worked out. It worked out great. It's exactly the way we expected it to work out. You know, the, the one out, two strike, sack bunt, it's a play that I've used often. E1. And, yeah, yeah I've never used it before. It's, it's, uh, it worked out. I'll leave it at that. You mentioned Kuma, but, I mean, it's a big start. This is a team that's given him some trouble at times. He was just solid the whole game. Outstanding. Yeah, really good game plan. Um, you know, located the fastball away, got the split going, a couple big double plays early uh, was huge. You know, this team, you know, the Astros really ride on the momentum. They can put big innings together, and, you know, he stayed away from the Double plays early were really big, kept his pitch count down, and, you know, after that, he and Zanino got a nice rhythm. You kind of giving yourself a chance here to six games to go. We got a chance. Yeah, that's what we've been playing for. Um, And the guys, you know, just you can feel it. Um, They they, they do. They really believe. And um, big game tomorrow night. 
you know, got to keep doing, taking care of business here and hopefully get home for the weekend and then still have a chance there. So uh, I've been saying it for a month and a half. It's a game at a time, all that other good stuff. But um, these guys believe it. They know what's on the line every night. Uh, we got to have a little bit better at bats. So that's probably the most disappointing thing tonight, you know, the strikeout number. we got to cut that down. So there it was. Nice thoughts there by the skippers. The Mariners win this uh, game one of the series against the Astros. Big win. Nick Vincent mentioned he is really throwing the ball well for the Mariners. He closed it down. Here's what he had to say after the game. No, I mean, we're never, I mean, I don't think we're out of it till you've got that E next year, next year uh, team name. So it's, uh, we'll see. Like uh, Toronto and Baltimore, they got to play each other. And uh, Detroit's got to play Cleveland. So I think this is a big, big three days for the AL wildcard for everybody. So we can come in here and win two out of three and everybody else kind of goes one and three like we got a good chance of making a thing we sweep them even better for us so hopefully like i said it starts a starts us on a hot streak and we keep rolling nick what's working right now because the last several times that looks like this uh, i mean in the beginning of the year i was doing good until mm-hmm. i came with up with that back issue and then i think kind of started acting up but uh, i mean it's i'm just back to attacking the zone and staying aggressive not trying to throw my cutter down and away and goes for a ball and I'm 2-0 and then it's hitters count so for me it's kind of getting strike one right now and they get out first pitch what they've been doing thank you like (laughs) makes baseball a little bit easier but uh yeah it's attacking the zone and and trusting the guys are in the field the second time in a week you've been up there at the end of a game a big game what are you learning from it's a crazy game because the game, the first game we went in with uh, Toronto, I made good pitches and they scored two runs. And then I go out the next day, I throw two innings, I make 0-2 pitches mistakes, and they pop it up to the infield. So it's just, it's, baseball is a weird game. You can go out there and have good stuff and give up runs. Right now I'm just going out there and attacking the zone and just putting the hitters in bad counts, I think. And just, I mean, stuff's going our way right now. So I'm going to take that. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt going their way as they get the win in game one of the series. So everything went the Mariners' way last night. What about today? So let's take a look. Here's what the Mariners look like tonight. 5-10 first pitch. Felix, the king, coming off a tremendous start. Seven scoreless against the Blue Jays. will go against Mike Fires, who the Mariners just faced in Seattle they had trouble with his breaking stuff as well so Felix will look to have a similar kind of outing he had against the Blue Jays this time against the Astros so happy Felix Day Felix Hernandez taking on the Houston Astros in what is just an enormous game especially when you consider everything going on around the Mariners today Baltimore and Toronto start a three-game series tonight it's going to start about an hour ahead of the Mariners game, at 4 o'clock. It's in Toronto, and this is a sensational matchup to start this series. Kevin Gosman, Aaron Sanchez going. Gosman for Baltimore has been really their best pitcher, especially as of late, but all season he's been their best guy. Aaron Sanchez, he's really been the best guy for the Blue Jays all year long. Sanchez 13-2. and two. A 3-1-2 ERA on the campaign. Last start really good. Went six, just gave up one run. Gosman, meanwhile, 8-11, 3-5-7 ERA. This is a great matchup. And when you look at the standings, the Mariners are closer to getting Baltimore 
I think if you're a Mariners fan, you're cheering for a Blue Jays sweep. That's the way I'm looking at this series. Mariners two games back of Baltimore. I think if you're a Mariners fan, you're cheering for a Blue Jays sweep. Take all three from Baltimore and see if the Mariners can take care of business as well. The other game to pay close attention to, also starting at 4 o'clock, this matchup's going to be a little bit tougher, and this is where the injuries to the Cleveland starting rotation ends up hurting the Mariners in this scenario because Cleveland's been banged up, and it got worse last night too. Kluber left the game injured, but they're without Carrasco right now. They're without Salazar right now, two of the best in the American League, and both of them are hurt. So that means in this ball game they're going to Mike Clevenger. He's going to take the ball two and two this year with a four six five ERA. He's made a handful of starts, nine starts this year. He's also worked out of the bullpen as well. He's been spending a lot of time uh, out of the bullpen recently, but now he's pushed back into the rotation. He was good. His last time out against KC went five and gave up two earned runs. But on the other side of things, Justin Verlander is taking the ball for Detroit, and that's, I think, what makes this matchup difficult. Now, Cleveland has really handled the Tigers all year long, no matter who's on the mound. So I think if you're a Mariners fan looking at this ball game, I think you're hoping for the Cleveland Bats to get cooking in this one, which is – Easier said than done. Verlander last time out against the Twins went six, gave up two runs. Time before that against Cleveland, he went seven, gave up one hit and no runs. Did walk four, but he fanned seven. Uh, but Cleveland won that game one nothing. So who knows? But the matchup, certainly the pitching matchup with Verlander on the hill, I think favors uh, favors. The Tigers. Now, it's interesting when Verlander shut down Cleveland last time, that was actually the same game where Carrasco got hit by the line drive. It was on the second pitch of the game. And it was a ended up being a bullpen game for Cleveland, a game that went into extra innings. The bullpen went all 10 innings. So this time of year, I mean, you can look at the matchups, you can break down the matchups, but you never really truly know. But those are games that we'll all be watching very closely couple games at four the Mariners start at five and I mean just just think about it for a moment if the Mariners could have a similar day to yesterday have a similar day and that everything goes their way let's say the Mariners win let's say Toronto wins and let's say Cleveland wins Mariners would be one game out of the second wild card with no one else in front of them. That's potentially what we could be talking about. Heading into day baseball against the Astros with Paxton on the hill coming up tomorrow. That's what we could potentially be talking about. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Should be fun. Should be another fun one tonight. So a couple things I want to get to. One, Pat Listash. Mariners uh, up with the Mariners for this three-game series against the Astros was the Rainiers skipper through the course of this season. Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with the Rainiers manager. It's uh, Rainiers manager Pat Listash, and it's funny, Pat, because 
I, I think of you, and I think of you at third base over there. I remember being in the camera while going out to do my interviews, and uh, you were at third base with the, with the Astros. You, you spent some time here. Yeah, I spent some time here, yeah, as a player and as a coach. So it's a familiar place, and I uh, have a lot of friends on the other side as well. Is that helpful going into the series? You know a little something. Definitely. We've, uh, we had our staff meeting earlier before the game, and uh, we talked about some of these guys, and I've been pretty familiar with uh, most of the guys that are still here that were here two years ago. So uh, I got inside information on some of these guys. I'm sure they will take all the help they can get right now. Of course. <laughs> also, I mean, we got to talk about what we saw with the Rainiers this year. Uh, just, just a great year, top to bottom with everybody in the minor leagues. But uh, how does that differ at the level that you were at? You know what? We had a very successful year, and I, I give a lot of credit to, to our staff, uh, starting with Scott Broches and Lance Painter and, and the medical staff and the strength and conditioning staff. They, they did a great job uh, keeping everybody on the field. The preparation was uh, unbelievable. Uh, we prepared like it was a major league game. We were intense with our preparation, and it showed on the field. We, we won a lot of games, and we had a very successful year. Unfortunately, we got beat out in the playoffs, but uh, we did a lot of good things down in, in Tacoma this year. Probably the biggest challenge at AAA, as I would imagine, that's where the most back and forth is. And, and how do you lay that foundation to keep it going, regardless of who you have you know we stay positive with the guys and uh, we work uh, we, we work hard and we work smart so uh, it's a, it's a tough level to, to manage especially with the movement going to, uh, to the big leagues and up and down and up and down and you know you get the phone call and say hey don't use these two guys today because we may have uh, have to call them up tomorrow for the bullpen and it depends on you know if this game goes extra innings so uh, we're going to need some pitching tomorrow but we got through it and um, uh, a lot of guys came up and, and helped the big league team out a story we might not know. Who are you particularly proud of this year? There? You know what? Uh, the guys that, that, that all came up and, and had success. Uh, I really like what uh, what Cody Martin did. Uh, the Sean O'Malley's. I like uh, I like to see Sean come up here and do well. He came up and he finally stuck for uh, almost a full year this year. Uh, his versatility helped him out a lot. His speed, his ability to play outfield and infield. Uh, I was proud of Sean, uh, the way he came up and, and helped out and contributed. But uh, overall, it's, uh, it's fun to see our guys go up and, and compete and contribute. Sean, in particular, he had that fantastic spring training, did everything you possibly think he could do, and then didn't make the team. Right. And it was about shortstop, they said at the time, that had to be a blow. What did you see from him day one until he got the call? The number one thing Jerry said, you know, when you go down to Tacoma, make sure you play shortstop. Let's, let's prove everybody wrong, or let's prove everybody right that I can play shortstop. And he went down, he played short probably twice a week, and he did a very nice job. Uh, doesn't panic. Uh, gets good jumps left to right, uh, moves good side to side, can turn a double play, and he showed that he has the ability to play some shortstop. He made a believer out of everybody, so it's, it's, I'm proud of him, and it's fun to see him up here. One of the great things this year is uh, there were some players with some options that gave Jerry DePoto some flexibility, and when they were struggling a little bit, they were able to be sent down, and just remarkable what we saw from Nori Aoki when he came back. Yeah, Nori did a great job. Deho Lee did a great job for us. Uh, both guys came down and did a great job. Nori, uh, he worked like a professional. He, he prepared just like the rest of us. And like I said, I give a lot of credit to the coaching staff. They really did a nice job in preparing the guys to, to, to be successful. What was it like to have Deho Lee in the clubhouse for a few weeks? He's funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> you know, he keeps everybody loose. Uh, it was fun. And, and we ended up in, uh, he ended up with the road trip we went on uh, was to Reno. So it's a gambling city. Uh, the ball flies out of there. A good place. So we, we we take the flight. We have a night game the night before. We take the. We meet at the ballpark at four to go to the airport. We fly into Reno. We land in Reno. He goes, "What time's the game tomorrow?" I said, "No, man. We play today." <laughs> I said, "There's no off days in the minor leagues." So he anticipated having an off day. <laughs> That's outstanding. What are you interested in watching tonight? I just want to see us win some games. You know, uh, we've 
had our had our troubles with the Astros. I'd like to come in and see us. We, we need a sweep. You know, you, you play one game at a time, but we really need to win all three. So I'm looking forward to, to watching Iwakuma come out tonight. And we've all been watching video of, uh, of McHugh in the video room earlier today, so we all know what he's going to try to do to us. And uh, Edgar and, and Scott Brocious and Chris Prieto, they've got their game plan and see if we can uh, turn him around. Junior right down on the knob of the bat, waving that black beauty right out toward Pavlik. Has it cocked, and Pavlik is set. The pitch on the way to Ken Griffey Jr., and it's swung on and belted deep to right field. Get out the right, Brett Grandma. It is grand salami time. I don't believe it. One swing of the bat, the first pitch, and Ken Griffey Jr. has given the Mariners a 6-2 lead over the Texas Rangers. My, oh my, what a shot by Junior, and he has never hit a bigger one. See you later! Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.